So, now we're at the part that everyone knows about. Uh, or at least a lot of people. Arrogant of me to think everyone, huh? <laughs> I was in that place where I was guided by my heart, not my head. I did what I do when I feel angry, or depressed, or sad. I sat in my closet, my studio, sitting among my sweaters, devouring the private messages between Xena and people I never met, between lawyers and creators. I fumed. Of course this was the game. This was the machine I was in. I volunteered myself for it, and I was too proud to admit that I made the wrong choice. I made the wrong choice. I, I had to share my side of the story. The last thing I wanted was for my name to be destroyed, and I had to share my frustration the only way I knew how. A step-by-step -step guide to killing an artist. Step one, find your mark. Meet Belinda. I was living paycheck to paycheck, making art commissions that I should have been selling for twice the price, but didn't didn't really understand my worth. And Lyle? My thing has always been music, like you. Except more introspection music, meandering paths, stuff you listen to before you go to sleep. But geared towards what I always called the queer imagination. Step two. Make sure they need you. So what did you do when you were offered the partnership? It was too good to be true. I was like, are you kidding? No one offers anything to me. And well, more than anything, I hate to say this, but... I needed the money. I needed the money. I needed the money. Why, if I can ask? I was just sick of having roommates. Sick of never having any free time. I didn't even have the time to think about it, and this was a miracle. To buy a van and travel the country and be inspired by the natural world. With the amount they offered, I was like, I can do this. I can follow my dream. Step three. Offer them the world. I only graduated high school, so when I saw the contract filled with such official language, I thought, okay, they clearly know what they are doing. They made it seem like... Kane made it seem like by asking questions, I was not very official. Like I didn't know what I was doing, and to be honest, I loved feeling smart, smart. needed, wanted, wanted valued, valued, and like... And like, I needed the money. Like, bad. And the worst part? The three of us are not the only ones. Not even close. And, and so, so I listened. listened to the stories of a man who promised me everything I wanted. Independence and freedom. At the low, low cost of offering the only thing I had. My, my name. name. My personhood. My art. My art. When I signed that paperwork, I did not know I was giving away everything I have ever created. I was no longer allowed to create under my own name. I no longer owned myself. 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 For five years. For practically a, a lifetime. lifetime. So, so why did I do it? So why did I do it? Because I didn't want to survive day by day anymore. Because I wanted to thrive. thrive. Because I thought money would mean I could have the freedom, freedom. I always wanted. Freedom I always wanted. Step four, because, well, this is actually only a four-step program. You win, and you find the next one. It happens so slowly, and all at once. Like someone hit reset on your entire artistic life, and you are left with just the shell. 
down with Liberate. Don't let them take you next. That's it. That's what I did. It's frustrating how much of a blip everything all was. An insignificant blip that forever changed my life and was something to tweet about for a couple of days before the next earth-shattering, world-breaking controversy about champagne problems turned ethical issues cropped up. But that's not... That's not why you're listening. If you're listening. If you're still listening. So I guess it's time to stop avoiding everything in this is the part that I have had the most trouble with it's when you're about to tell someone you love and respect that you aren't you aren't what you promised you would be or even worse who they thought you were I'll just get started then. Two weeks ago, Liberate, the self-reported largest technical service company that provides holistic strategic consulting in the U.S., came under fire after an artist exposed the alleged pattern of exploiting artists of color in what is being reported as an inspiring act of rebellion by Helena Anderson, known by their fans as Heth. I'm sure all of our listeners, and myself included, are curious. What happened? Once I discovered what Liberate was all about, behind their flashy exterior, I needed to share it. I used my greatest weapon, Your voice. Your voice. Your voice. my creativity to express exactly what was going on. And how did you get the information in your piece? It was left behind by someone who I believed was my friend. Zena and her husband, Matthew Kane, have been doing this scheme for years. When I saw it, I just, I just knew what I had to do. Don't you think this was an ethical breach of privacy? I thought it was an equivalent exchange, given how they exploited creators. So in your opinion, the ends justify the means? Absolutely. I can't believe I did not realize that in that moment, I had been using the tools of the oppressor. The very reasoning behind so many injustices. It was fair of me to do this because I was helping people. I was helping artists. Okay, now let me shift to introduce our next guest of the story. Joining us by phone is Liberate's own Matthew Kane and his wife, Zena. Let's patch them in and... Excellent. We are so glad you agreed to join us today. We are so happy to be here. Sorry, we are unable to join in person. We have been sponsoring a campaign to reinforce seawalls in New Orleans as a part of Liberate's humanitarian efforts. I know that this is petty and you don't need to hear it, but... Fuck Xena. The fallout from this has been immense, primarily for Liberate, where clients have been leaving. To me, it sounds like the foundation of a defamation suit. Can you explain how this has affected you? It's been a wake-up call, more than anything. Uh, first, let me just say, I am glad H did what they did. It was what they felt like they needed to do, and now we are renegotiating contracts with former artists whose work we amplified. I will never apologize for putting money in the pockets of queer creators of color. 
but it is easy to be the one criticizing, and I hear everything, loud and clear. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, Xena and H, the two of you have, or rather had, a personal relationship? I thought they were my closest friend. Have you heard from H since? Let's just say it's hard to want to maintain contact with someone who stole my personal information. Bones are our lifeline. And H, truly, I was disappointed that you would just take instead of talk. I could say the same thing about what you did, Xena. It's not my responsibility that you didn't read the paperwork. You were so eager to get the money that you didn't realize what you were signing. Uh, Afterwards, you made it into our problem. It's just... Uh. Irresponsible. Just to catch our audience up, H was able to get the contact information of other artists in similar circumstances thanks to the theft of information on Xena's phone. Is that correct? It was for good reason. We're living in dangerous times when you can justify anything for a good reason. Oh my god. A step-by-step guide to killing an artist. This is the part where everything went to my head. I was so proud of myself. People started coming back to me after I exposed Liberate. I was a hero. The one who was an advocate, not a sellout. And I wanted to keep making a difference. Don't let them take you next. Of course, H always fails to mention they did not give the money back. Excuse me? The money we gave them, the fee for their work. Well, that was because I... Because what, H? Because you also enjoy participating in the system that you are a victim That's in? That's not what this is about. Where did all that dirty, bloody, nasty money go? In your pocket? <sighs> some new audio equipment when you got your followers back? Oh Maybe some God. new clothes, a little vacation to Mexico City? She wouldn't stop. She wouldn't be quiet. Uh, just please let me explain why I... No, really. I and everyone else listening would love to know. If you are the champion of artists, of the people, then how... I must have had the audio just queued up on my laptop for some reason. I, I could feel it all happening again. The beginning of the fall again. And I was not going to let that happen. Zena, stop. I feel like you have diminished your own fight, H. And that's the saddest part of this whole... You haven't accomplished anything, except to... Then I press play, just to drown her out, to stop her from speaking. Why can't you seem to understand that sometimes it feels like my body is betraying me, attacking me, telling me if you move one more step, you will pay, you will suffer, you will know what it's like to... to... No, no, I don't want to go back to school, and I don't want to go to therapy that doesn't fix people, okay? I just, I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of people looking at me like a test subject. No, no, it's only going to make you feel better, not me. What was that? The reason I kept the money. For her. Because she needed help. Wow, I didn't expect it. Um, <clears throat> wow. To be clear, we don't want the money back. And see, this is what capitalism does. It makes you miss the forest for the trees. Sure, I kept the money to help someone I love, and that is something I will never regret. But I exposed Liberate because that was the right thing to do. So yeah. Of course I kept the money. See the good we thought Liberate was doing? See, this proves our point. What would have happened if we didn't pay age? Have another queer black child not able to get the mental health care they need? (sighs) We were wrong about the execution, but not the thought. 
There is no excuse for your kind of rotten behavior, for what you did to artists like me. You exploited us. You took our disadvantages and used us. Now that my platform has grown, my goal is to use it for good, to have teeth. I will not accept this kind of treatment anymore. Before my eyes, I morphed into something new, or... I finally looked at myself for the first time. I couldn't decide. I like it, I guess. No. I crave it. Just like at the beginning of Heth. I like sharing my words. I like speaking to fans. There's a, a spark that ignites in me when I see my subscriber count go up and up, up and up it went. And I was not going to crash down again. My voice has the power to help people and I wasn't going to let anyone stop me. And so I needed more. I needed more fuel for the fire. And I decided to put you on it, Jojo, and I'm so, I'm so. What's next for you then? I want to focus on mental health for black queer kids, inspired by my niece, Jojo. I, I don't want anyone to have to experience what she did. And hell yeah, I'm keeping that dirty money and using it for good. It's more than what corporations are doing. No one should ever feel like she did, ever. I couldn't be further away from who I once was, who I am. And I have no right to do anything, but here I am, trying to share with you intestines and all the person I have become, and I can only hope you will listen. You have been listening to episode 7 of Pleasure Machine. This episode was directed by Tara Elliott and written by Phaedra Michelle Scott with contributions from Diane Xavier and Demay Truhoff-Dali. Pleasure Machine is conceived by writers Diane Xavier, Phaedra Michelle Scott, and May Truhoff-Dali, and director Tara Elliott, in collaboration with creative producer Emma Orm. Star Busby voices the role of H, Portia the role of Val, Amara Brady the role of Jojo, Jasmine Walker the role of Xena, and Adam Harrington the role of Kane. Additional roles voiced by Sagan Chen, Eric Lockley, Peter McNally, Susan Lee, Emma Orm, and Akia Wilson. Our sound team is the brilliant Uptown Works with engineering, editing, design, mix, and additional music by Daniela Hart, Bailey Trierweiler, and Noelle Nichols. Original music for Pleasure Machine was composed by Star Busby with additional music from Hyperion Drive. Pleasure Machine is produced by Colt Core in association with Emma Orm and Tara Elliott. That's us. Our associate producer and writer's room coordinator is Al Parker. Our marketing director is Mariama Dahir. Our artwork was created by Lauren Maturka. And Nicole Hill was our story consultant with early dramaturgical help from Ivan E. Pleasure Machine was made possible by the Venturist Theatre Fund of the Tides Foundation. And by a Niska Restart grant. With major support from Ashley Garrett. Special thanks to Erica Rothstein. Bailey Williams, Vanessa Garcia, Alexis Roblin, Marissa Preffer, Pioneer Works, Project Parlor, Ethan Woods, Alice Tolan Me, Zia Lawrence, Matthew Cohn, Catherine George, Tanya Everett, and Sophie Garay. This podcast was recorded under a SAG after a collective bargaining agreement. This is Emma. And this is Tara. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>